الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ففروا إلى الله إني لكم منه نذير مبين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب من الذنب كمن لا ذنب له او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected brothers and elders mothers and sisters Allah tbaraka wa taala is the creator of this universe Allah taala created us Allah taala created every single atom and Allah taala is fully in control of every particle 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 every atom every small and big thing everything is in the qudrat of Allah tbaraka wa taala everything is in the knowledge of Allah taala وما تسقط من ورقه الا يعلمها ولا حبة في ظلمات الأرض ولا رطب ولا يابس إلا في كتاب مبين any leaf that falls from any tree anything that happens any small particle on land on earth everything is in the knowledge of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and Allah alone is the controller of the universe nobody can prevent Allah ta'ala from doing what he wishes nobody can become a hurdle or an obstacle in the path of allah taala and in the path of his decree so everything is in this universe everything is in the control of allah taala allah taala brings various conditions upon his servants these conditions are also in the control of allah taala it is not beyond allah taala it doesn't happen without allah taala's permission and will it all happens as per the will of allah taala in the quran sharif in the ahadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam repeatedly the lesson of yaqeen is given to us the firm conviction the firm conviction the firm conviction is being repeatedly entrenched in our hearts in our minds that allah taala is the supreme being allah taala alone is the supreme power there is no super power there is nobody that has any power everything is only in the control of allah taala so this is a very fundamental lesson that we have to at all times aims remember and keep refreshing keep uh refresh refreshing this in our hearts and minds keep reminding ourselves of this and in fact in the quran sharif right at the beginning in surah al-fatiha this lesson is given to us in the very first ayat of the quran sharif alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin all praise is due to allah taala who is the rabb of the alamin the worlds the entire universe every single atom everything allah taala is the rabb allah taala is the rabb rabb is the being that nurtures 
nurtures from its inception and takes it to its completion. Allah Ta'ala is the Rabb. Allah alone is the Rabb. And therefore right at the beginning, the very first ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, and this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Surah Al-Fatiha, we recite in every rakat of every salah. If the person is behind, the person is behind, the person is behind the imam, and the imam is reciting, and that recitation is on his behalf as well, in the rakats that the imam is reciting, so he is listening, so he is also included in the recitation of the imam. So in any case, every rakat of every salah, we are reciting Surah Al-Fatiha, and in every rakat we are reminding ourselves, Allah alone is the Rabb. Rabb, Rabb, the being that takes a thing from its inception to its completion in gradual, gradual stages. Allah Ta'ala takes it to all that the child is born, prior to the child even being born, from the very moment of the first uh, the conception of the child, and then through all the various stages, and from that point, then the, finally the birth of the child, and that child is born totally in need of help at every, in every aspect. The child cannot eat itself, the child cannot clean itself, the child can do nothing for itself. But the child now grows up gradually, and that whatever is the necessity of the child, Allah Ta'ala inspires in the child how to go about it. There are many things which the child starts picking up, which are part of its necessities. Allah Ta'ala inspires the heart of the child. This insan can become that being that will recognize Allah Ta'ala and will submit himself to Allah Ta'ala. So this is this very great favor Allah Ta'ala has blessed this insan with. Allah Ta'ala blessed this insan with this intellect, with this understanding. But at the same time, this insan has become responsible for turning to Allah Ta'ala, recognizing Him, worshipping Him, submitting oneself to Him alone. And when He does this, then there's the good of dunya also for Him. And the dunya is a very, very temporary place. Dunya is a very small space. The real place is the abode of the hereafter. The abode of the hereafter, that is everlasting. That the dunya cannot compare to what is the abode of the hereafter. It comes in the Hadith Sharif that Rasulullah describes the person who will enter Jannat last. Jannat last. In other words, he was such a weak, weak believer. There was just an iota of iman in him, not a single dot of amal. And as a result, he was being punished in Jahannam. But nevertheless, he had iman. So he was punished in Jahannam to such a point that everybody else who was also in Jahannam, meaning any believer, any believer who also finished off in Jahannam due to his sins, Allah Ta'ala protect us from that. Nobody wants to even imagine being in Jahannam for even a minute second. But Everybody else from the people of Iman who had landed up in Jahannam would finally be removed one at a time with the shafa'at and intercession of the Anbiya Salam, the pious people, the sulaha, the huffaz of the Qur'an Sharif who were practicing, etc. 
And eventually everybody else will be out. This one person will be left last. And finally the time would come for him also to be now released from Jahannam. So it's a lengthy Hadith Sharif in Sahih Muslim, Bukhari Sharif, etc. That this person now will be brought out of Jahannam and then gradually, step for step, he'll be taken towards the door of Jannat. And then when he comes to the door of Jannat, he'll be told that, uh, go into Jannat. He will look from the door and it will appear to him as if Jannat is now full. It is now full. It is now full. There is no space. It will appear to him like that. He will say, Allah, where am I going to find any space here? It's all full. Allah Ta'ala will say to him, okay, you start imagining what you want. Imagine. And he will imagine. And then he will imagine. And he will be imagining whatever can come into his heart and mind. Allah Ta'ala will then eventually say to him that... Whatever you have imagined, whatever you have thought about, all that is for you, and the world and ten times its likeness, meaning the size of this world, ten times the likeness of this, this is the Jannat of the last person to enter Jannat. Can you imagine what others will get? Now, this is what is in store for this mu'min. This is what is in store for this person who submits to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala's savers are innumerable, countless. In this dunya, there's such barakat, such blessings. Allah Ta'ala showers down upon His servants, His pious servants. And then, that little bit that they do, in the short life of somebody 20 years, 10 years, 15 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years. In the short life, a little bit of good that the person does. But in the akhirat, Allah Ta'ala blesses this person thereafter, who left with iman blesses him with perpetual jannat and the smallest jannat ten times the likeness of this world so we cannot even imagine what that is all about but in the short life that we are here Allah Ta'ala has ordained certain things upon us that oh my servant you fulfill these obligations you stay away from these things that I have prohibited you from you trample those desires that come to take you away from my pleasure and in this way you will earn that everlasting Jannat. Now all Allah Ta'ala's bounties, all His favors, all His innumerable and countless benefits and ni'mats that we enjoy every moment, that too we are not able to make shukr for, for, for even one ni'mat and countless ni'mats. And after all these ni'mats, Allah Ta'ala is saying that just the short life you have, you please me in this short life, I will shower my barakat and blessings upon you in dunya already. And then what is in akhirat is beyond imagination. What is in jannat is beyond imagination. So this short life Allah Ta'ala blessed us to give, to, to submit ourselves to Him alone and earn that everlasting jannat. But unfortunately, this insan, he is so ungrateful to Allah wa Ta'ala that he still consumes all the ni'mats Allah Ta'ala blesses him with. He enjoys all the bounties and, bless- and, bless- and blessings of Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala. But together with enjoying the bounties, instead of submitting to Allah Ta'ala wa Ta'ala, this insan submits to his nafs, submits to shaitan. Instead of submitting to Rahman, he starts submitting to shaitan. He submits his eyes to shaitan, Submits his tongue to shaitan, 
submit his ears to shaitan, submit his hands and feet to shaitan, submit his heart to shaitan. Can we imagine what level of ingratitude person is looking at haram, listening to haram, he ate the food Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. He is breathing the air that Allah Ta'ala has provided. He is drinking the water that Allah Ta'ala descended from the heavens. Everything he is doing which is purely the blessing of Allah Ta'ala. But what is he doing in return? Everything he is using is Allah Ta'ala's blessing. But in return, in return he is now disobeying Allah Ta'ala with the very energy that Allah Ta'ala provided. And when this becomes widespread, one person is doing it, that person will suffer the consequences. The second person is doing it, that person will suffer the consequences. Fifty people are doing it, hundred people are doing it, one thousand people, one million people. That is still also in the minority. But when the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala becomes dominant, then the azab of Allah Ta'ala comes. Once Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha was it Hazrat Zainab radiallahu ta'ala anha she asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Anuh lak wa salihun Will we be destroyed despite there being pious people among us? That they would be pious people. But despite their presence will it still be that we could be destroyed? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responded and said Naam iza kathur al-khabas when vices, when sin, when immorality, when shamelessness, when this becomes abundant, when this becomes dominant, then despite the presence of pious people in a community, in a place, but the azab of Allah Ta'ala will still come and take everybody. But yes, on the day of Qiyamah, the good will be distinguished from the evil, the good will be rewarded, that azab that came was azab for the sinners, but that becomes shahadat for those who are obedient to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. On one occasion, Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, she inquired from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa about plagues. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa replied and said, this is an azab for the disbelievers. And it is shahadat for those who are the true believers. So when it comes, it takes anyone. It takes the good, it takes the bad. But it takes the good and takes them higher up. It takes them to shahadat. Their time was up. Allah Ta'ala made that an excuse for them to leave with a very great position and status. So a mu'min who is a very obedient mu'min, somebody who is a very, very pious person, somebody who is very uh, conscious of Allah Ta'ala, all the time trying to be involved in a'mal, involved in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, but that person too can become affected by some difficulty, by some hardship, by some calamity, but that becomes a means of shahadat for that person. That becomes a means of his status being raised tremendously. That becomes a means of his sins getting totally forgiven. But for those who are far away from Allah Ta'ala, involved in all kinds of vices and sin, that becomes an azab. Allah Ta'ala protect us from His chastisement, from His punishment. So now this is the, the direction and the angle from which we have to understand the happenings in dunya. 
such a severe situation has engulfed the whole world, the whole world, the world has almost come to a standstill. People are saying we have never heard of something like this. Though it is not a unique situation, there have been situations previously as well. In many situations there have been uh, the type of conditions that we are experiencing and worse. Millions of people lost their lives. And the historians have written about these kind of situations. But unfortunately this insan becomes so neglectful. He forgets Allah Ta'ala. He becomes heedless. And when this becomes dominant, when sins are abounding and people don't even take a second look at it, don't bother, don't think anything about it, life just carries on. There's no thought also that this is wrong and really the virus as much as it's something that's striking fear in our hearts which is not, should not be the case that we become overwhelmed, we start panicking, that should never happen yes, there's a natural concern in a human being but it should not become overwhelming on anybody but that is something we have become very fearful of Whereas the thing to fear most, the thing to fear most is our sins. That is the thing to fear most. More than any virus, more than any sickness. When a person hears the names of certain sicknesses, it just strikes like a, uh, like an alarm within him. person hears the word heart attack and it just shakes. Whoever hears about it, so and so suffered a heart attack, it just shakes him that... It seems like this person don't know now what's next, whether he'll survive. So that becomes a cause of tremendous concern. So yes, that's human nature, that's something that becomes a cause of concern. It will shake a person sometimes. But after all, one day everybody is going to definitely leave this dunya. Nobody is going to remain here forever. So while there's a natural thing about death in a person's heart, person is afraid of death but more than that we should be afraid of our sins because if those sins are not repented from, we don't repent, don't make sincere tawbah then Allah forbid even the dunya can become a place of great turmoil for us this is what we are witnessing currently and the greater tragedy is that despite this very very clear and very very uh, open warning from Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala. Indeed, this is how we have to look at this, that this is not just something happened by the way. We started off on this note that everything is Allah Ta'ala's qudrat. Allah Ta'ala alone is the controller of the universe. So this is not just some chance happening. It's not just something happened in a market in China and just happened. No, no, no. Allah Ta'ala is the controller of it. And this is a very open and clear warning. There are many times warnings that come, but a person doesn't take any notice of it. There are warnings, there are signs in everything. There are signs in everything that take a person towards the marifat of Allah Ta'ala, makes a person recognize Allah Ta'ala. A person looks at the rising of the sun, the setting of the sun, the shining of the moon, the flowers that bloom, the rain that comes down from the heavens, the crops that grow, that little flower that sprouts out from the ground, 
that vegetation that grows, the animals that graze on that vegetation and how they, then they flourish. And every single aspect of life, there are signs in it for us. Signs by which to recognize our Rabb. Recognize His Qudrat. Recognize His power. Recognize His might. Recognize that He is the Supreme Being. And that He has full control over anyone and everyone. So Allah Ta'ala has created all these signs for us. وَكَأَيِّمْ مِنْ آيَةٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ يَمُرُّونَ عَلَيْهَا وَهُمْ عَنْهَا مُعْرِضُونَ Allah Ta'ala says that how many signs we've given them. In the heavens and in the earth, they pass by it just ignoring it. They don't take any notice. If they notice anything, then it's everything only in the terms of rands and cents, pounds and dollars, and material things. But they don't stop to recognize Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. That who caused the sun to rise? Now that sun has risen, so now after it has risen to the extent of a spear's length, which is approximately 12 to 15 minutes later, after the time of sunrise, now that the sun has risen and is going to shine above the world, this person stands up and makes two rakats of nafil, salatul ishraq, and for this two rakats, Rasulullah wasallam says that the person who performs these two rakats after fajr salah, he remains in the place that he was and he remembers Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and thereafter he stands up and performs these two rakats for him is the reward of a accepted hajj and umrah hajjatan wa umratan tammatan tammat aw kama qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wasallam that a hajj and a umrah meaning an accepted hajj and umrah many people were desirous of having been in the haramain sharifain at this time Many people were planning to go for Umrah, but all the plans could not materialize because of the current situation. So, it's obvious that there's a sorrow in the heart, and there should be a sorrow in the heart. The sorrow for having missed out on an ibadat, that is the sorrow. Like currently, we don't have access to the masajid. It's not just something to be just, well, that's one of those things, and that's it. No, no, no. There should be a grief in the heart. Every time that we have to perform our salah in the home, which is obviously now the thing to be done, that when we cannot access the masajid, to make the home the masjid, and to perform salah with jama'ah in the home. So, we will do that. But every time we do that, there should be a pain in the heart. That, Ya Allah, when will your doors open again for us? Ya Allah, when will your house be accessible to us again? That pain must be there in the heart. It must not be, well, in any case, I was wanting to perform my salah at home always, and now it has just become such that there is no other option for me, so I will just perform my salah at home, so it has become easy for me. That is a very dangerous approach to the situation. That to actually feel uh, comfortable with the situation. No, there should be grief in the hearts. That, Ya Allah, your house has, I become deprived of being in your house, Ya Allah, you open the doors of your house again to me. So that should be the cry in the hearts. So, like that, what we're discussing is that Allah Ta'ala has created all these signs, but this insan, he passes by all these signs, fails to take heed, fails to recognize his Rabb, fails to submit to his Rabb, and then not one person, two people, three people, or hundred thousand, or one million, for this kind of situation to engulf the whole world and the whole ummah, 
This is now the clear sign. Allah Ta'ala says, I have all the signs of my Qudrat glaring at you. But you don't want to recognize it, so now you recognize it. That an invisible object, an invisible virus, Allah Ta'ala lets loose on the world, and it brings almost the whole world to a standstill. In our living memory, we haven't heard of a situation where whole countries have come to a standstill. The flights have all come to a standstill. And people's movements have come to a standstill. And people's livelihoods have come to a standstill. And what is situation the world is witnessing which they could not have dreamt? Allah is saying, don't look at this just like a scientist looks at it. Look at it from the lens of Iman. Look at it through the eyes of Iman. That yes, the virus is a virus and the illness is an illness. And whatever precautions need to be taken, what are the necessary precautions, that precautions will be taken. That is in its place. What precautions are required in terms of Sharia, we will take those precautions. But, we have to look deeper. This is a sign of the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. This is a sign that Allah Ta'ala is the creator of all this. And Allah Ta'ala is the controller of all this. And Allah Ta'ala is manifesting His Qudrat. They don't forget, I am in control. Don't forget that I have full might and power. And power. Don't forget that the superpowers are zero powers. The whole world is busy looking for some remedy, some cure, some va- vaccine, something or the other. But everybody is totally bewildered. They can't seem to find anything to try and stem what is happening. So where are we going to flee to? There's only one place to flee. And Allah Ta'ala has described that in the Qur'an Sharif, فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ That flee towards Allah Ta'ala. Flee towards Allah Ta'ala. When a person talks about fleeing, one is that somebody is taking a little jog, he goes at a leisurely pace, somebody is taking a walk, he is taking a leisurely walk, but Allah forbid, Allah forbid, a person is suddenly now being attacked by a wild animal a dog or something wild, a person is suddenly being attacked by an enemy. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. Would he be waiting to look left or right? Would he be waiting to still uh, admire something on the side, some scenery, etc.? Would he be still waiting to see what his profits and losses are? Would he be still waiting to see anything else? No, the way he turns from there, the manner in which he runs from there, to save his life, that he is totally oblivious of everything else. And the only concern that occupies his heart and mind 100% is to save his life. So no matter what goes on around him, if somebody is selling something, somebody is uh, presenting something to him, that illicit relationship that he was in, and that person who he was trying to contact from such a long time, and trying to entice, and that person is standing suddenly right there on the side of the road, but he doesn't even notice. And if that person calls out, he's not interested one bit, because his life is at stake. So now people talk about, but I can't go, get out of this, and I can't overcome this, and that and the other. A person now, he's caught up on sins on his phone, somebody is caught up in some other haram, but when suddenly life is at stake, then a person forgets everything. Then he flees to save his life. 
And the manner in which he flees is very different to a person taking one small jog somewhere, or a person even sprinting to run one race. That person sprinting to run one race also can't compare to the one who's fleeing to save his life. His whole heart and mind and every fiber of his body is now engaged in helping him to flee from this situation. That is the word that the Quran Sharif uses. That فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ The Mufassirin explained فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ Flee from your sins towards the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ Flee from your sins towards the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. There is no other safety. There is no other place to take safety. There is no place to hide. The only place to gain the safety and salvation is in the mercy of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So now Allah Ta'ala has made this, His Qudrat so manifest that the whole world with all its technology and all its advances and whatever else it has and all its resources, but the whole world is at a standstill. And the whole world is looking bewildered. But the tragedy is that the solution where it lies, that is not being done. The solution is in the hands of the mu'mineen. The solution is in the hands of the mu'mineen. The halat that come over the world is due to the actions of the believers. Because those who don't have iman, they are already far away from Allah Ta'ala. It is people of iman, they are the ones who have the solution. And it's on their actions that the halat come. So now we have the solution. The solution is safirru ilallah. Flee towards the obedience of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Flee away from one's sins. Fleeing from sins is not just, well, a distant thought. That, okay, now I need to give up certain things. I need to stop gambling. I need to stop looking at haram on my phone. I need to stop the illicit chatting. I need to stop listening to the haram. I need to stop this and that and the other. Just one distant thought. And then life carries on like nothing happened. Or, if it's not just left to a distant thought, then maybe a little bit more than that. But a very, very feeble effort is then made without really much commitment. That is not the way that a person who is truly wanting to flee from something, how he conducts himself. So, this is the need of the moment. That this is our kasur al-khabas. Nabi Islam says that even when there are pious people among us, that azab can still, azab can still overpower us when the, when the sins become dominant. Now, if we think about it, we look throughout the world, we look at the condition of the ummah, which sin is not dominant in the ummah? Whether it's gambling, whether it's drinking, whether it's zina, whether it is looking at haram, whether it is ghibat, whether it is malice in the heart, whether it is harboring jealousy, whether it is having pride and arrogance, whether it is the zulm and oppression that is committed on the servants of Allah Ta'ala, whether it's the breaking of family ties, whatever the list is just never ending. And which sin is not in a level that it is now dominant, is not isolated to few people or few dozen people. These are all things which are dominant. Neglect of salah is dominant. The majority of the ummah is not performing their salah. So all these sins have become dominant. Now the reminder has come from Allah Ta'ala's side. The bigger tragedy is that if we don't take this reminder also, we don't start turning in earnestness to Allah Ta'ala. 
we don't start occupying our time correctly. We don't start repenting in earnestness, pleading to Allah Ta'ala for His help. Don't start increasing our amal, And most importantly, don't give up sin. Then that is the biggest tragedy of all. That is a greater tragedy than the coronavirus. The coronavirus is a very small thing compared to the tragedy of sin. Sin is the most, the greatest danger. And our greatest fear should be of our sins more than any virus in the world. Now, unfortunately, if we conduct ourselves still in heedlessness, without any care, without any concern, without making an effort to improve our akhlaq, to improve our amal, to turn to Allah Ta'ala in earnestness, indeed, whatever wadaif, whatever tasbihat, tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, all the other various amal, as much as we can do, we have to do. But the primary thing, the primary thing, the primary thing is to give up sin, to make sincere tawbah, to turn to Allah Ta'ala, to beg His forgiveness, and that sincere tawbah includes that firm, resolu- firm resolution, that I am not going to go back to this, not that I am just now waiting for the virus to pass, and then life will carry on. No, no, this is my firm, determined tawbah, with full remorse and regret, that this is it, I am not going to go back to these sins. That is the most important thing to do, that is the need of the moment. That now we make sincere toba, we turn to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, we cry to Him, beg His help and forgiveness. So many a person in this time now, they are feeling quite bored, feeling very, very, uh, in fact, edgy now that they got nothing to do. But did we start increasing our amal? We have so much of time, we don't know what to do with it. Did we increase our tilawat? Did we start reciting much durud sharif? Abundance of durud sharif uplifts difficulties, becomes a means of difficulties being uplifted. How much durud sharif are we reciting? Reading the news is not going to make any difference to us. We'll get the news. Okay, a person spent five minutes just to get updated on something important. But then more than that, he's going to read the news. What is going to benefit him? What is required is to turn to Allah. Ta'ala. Spend these moments as much as we can in the amal, in turning to Allah, Ta'ala, making sincere dua and begging Allah Ta'ala's help. And in this way, and especially tawbah, istighfar, the more we get engaged in these amal, the more we will get closer to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And when we get closer to Allah Ta'ala, when the ummah in general will change their life, will become conscious of Allah Ta'ala, they will turn to Allah Ta'ala in earnestness, Allah Ta'ala will change the condition. Allah Ta'ala will remove the difficulties and hardship. So this is not a time for heedlessness, a time for just carefree life carrying on. People are, some say that they are now exchanging all kinds of humorous things for people to get entertained with because they don't know what to do. So now they are exchanging jokes. Some lightheartedness somewhere here and there. Nobody has forbidden that. But when that becomes one of the primary engagements in this kind of situation, that's a sad situation. That is a very, very sad situation. In fact, a dangerous situation. That where our primary engagements become entertainment, become chasing of fun, and instead of turning in earnestness to Allah, wa ta'ala, this is not a time to take things very, very carefree 
and continue in heedlessness and neglect. It's a time to become serious. It's a time right now, while there's an azab engulfing the whole world, and we still have that, we may call it the audacity to carry on in a carefree life. Is this behoving of a mu'min? Is this behoving of a servant of Allah Ta'ala? Is this behoving of somebody who can recognize the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala? No, no, this is a very, very crucial moment in our lives. And this is a moment to now make our lives, get closer to Allah Ta'ala. This is a time to use this opportunity to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. We are now forced into the situation, but now that we are already in it, we have no option but to pass the rest of this 21 days and Allah knows best what happens thereafter. So let us pass it in a way that takes us closer to Allah Ta'ala. Not just to while the time away, that we've got nothing to do, so now just while the time away. No, no, there's plenty to do, there's a lot to do. So let us get engaged in what is to be done in those amal that take us closer to Allah Ta'ala, in reflection, in thinking about our lives. We are often so busy, we have no time for anything, we can't even have some few minutes to sit and reflect. So now we have the time. Allah Ta'ala made this time, forced it upon us. That, oh my servant, sit and think now. Sit and think about your life. Sit and think about the na'mat that I have blessed you with. And think about how you used it. And think about what is your response to all my bounties and favors. So now let us think. Let us pay some time daily. Sit down and ponder what Allah Ta'ala has blessed me with. How many things? And what is my response? How do I conduct myself? What, what sins are there? are there? We should be thinking about it. Think about our sins. Many a times, there are things that we are doing without any thought that this is a sin. Whereas it's a sin. But we just go about it. Now this is obviously a very major situation that a person is doing a sin and not giving it a second thought. What becomes very dangerous about that? That gradually over time, the evil of that totally goes out of the heart. Because the person is doing it casually, openly, blatantly, and then it just becomes like part of life, and then gradually in one's heart it becomes okay. It's fine. Nothing wrong with this. Na'uzubillah. Allah Ta'ala has forbidden something, and in somebody's heart it becomes okay. That is now Iman and Kufr, the border. Don't know. One is just okay, and then when it says no, it's right. Then it's gone. Then it's slipped out of the Body of Iman into Kufr. When Allah Ta'ala has forbidden something, and He says, no, it's permissible, then everything is gone. Now that is the danger. So now to sit and think, when we will ponder, then we will detect many things. And when we detect it, the least is that we become conscious of it. Regularly we are thinking, what, what sins am I committing? Then make Tawbah for it. At least beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness. If it appears that I don't think I'm going to be able to overcome this in one day, one week, one month, then to keep begging Allah's forgiveness. That istighfar itself will become the means of overcoming it. But sincerely, with remorse, and say, Allah, my tongue is making toba, you make my heart make toba also. Beg Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and His help. So this is the manner in which we have to approach this time. This is a repeated reminder that we have to give ourselves and Every day we need to remind ourselves repeatedly, ourselves, our families, people around us, keep thinking about it, surround and think about it, then make toba, and then beg Allah Ta'ala's help to get closer to Him.
So this is a time to become very conscious of Allah Ta'ala, not to take things for granted. It's not a time to be just whiling the time away. People are bored, they don't know what to do. That's not the way to conduct ourselves. We have to turn in earnestness to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka wa Ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم الله
الله جل جلاله عم نواله الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم يا أحدا صمدا لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا لا منتهى له دون مشيتك ولك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم لك الحمد كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى اللهم لك الحمد من السماوات ومن الأرض ومن أما بينهما ومن أما شئت من شيء بعد جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا غربا إلا غفرته اللهم لا تدع لنا غربا إلا غفرته ولا هم إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحب الراحبين يا أرحب الراحبين يا أرحب الراحمين
ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب الينا الايمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره الينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين الى العالمين يا الله Most merciful Allah, most, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah. <laughs> ya Allah, it's only your grace, your mercy. Ya Allah, you've kept us, Ya Allah, in Iman. Ya Allah, you've kept us in Islam. Ya Allah, you've kept us in so many countless neighbors, Ya Allah. <laughs> ya Allah, despite our ingratitude, Ya Allah. Despite our blatant sinning, Ya Allah, you have not, Ya Allah, destroyed us. Ya Allah, you did not, Ya Allah, bring down the calamities immediately upon us, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are sincerely repenting today, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, we are making sincere tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, forgive all of major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, save us from all these sins and vices, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, our sins and our vices that brought down the azabs upon us, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, Ya Allah, we are sincerely repenting, Ya Allah. Out of your grace, out of your mercy, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu l'alameen, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, uplift the azab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, uplift the azab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are so heedless, Ya Allah. We cannot even see the azab as azab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are so heedless, Ya Allah. We are so neglectful, Ya Allah. Despite all your warnings, Ya Allah, we are still continuing life as if nothing happened. Ilahu l'alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Give us the true understanding, Ya Allah. Give us the realization, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, grant us your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Grant us your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Grant us your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect us and protect every single person, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, do not put us to trials and tests, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from all trials and tests, Ya Allah. Allah, we are incapable of trials and tests, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, Ya Allah, you show your afiyat upon us, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka al-aqfa wal-aafiyah wal-mu'afat al-daima fi al-deeni wal-dunya wal-akhirah wal-fawza bil-jannati wal-najata min al-nar wal-fawza bil-jannati wal-najata min al-nar wal-fawza bil-jannati wal-najata min al-nar Ilahu l'alameen, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, grant us such a salah with which you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, put the importance of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, put the importance of deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, put the love of deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the love of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the love of tilawat and zikr and dua in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the love of all righteousness in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the hatred of sin in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, make us hate sin like we hate our... Ya Allah, how we hate filth, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, more than that, Ya Allah, let the hatred of sin be in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahu l'alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you become ours and make us yours, Ya Allah. 
الہ العالمین ٹھیک اس آؤٹ آف دس غفلت بد عافیت یا اللہ ٹھیک اس آؤٹ آف دس غفلت یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ یو میک اس یور ٹرو این اوبیڈین سرونس ان ایوری ایسپیکٹ آف لائف یا اللہ انیبل اس ٹو فلفل آل دا عبادت کوریکٹلی یا اللہ انیبل اس کی اللہ برنگ او معاملات ان آرڈر یا اللہ enable us to bring our muasharat and social lives in order ya allah enable us to make our akhlaq correct ya allah grant us the beautiful akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin because of this lack of akhlaq ya allah there's so much of difficulties and hardships in every home ya allah there are so many fights and quarrels and disputes ya allah ilahu alamin all this is due to us having abandoned the beautiful akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin bless us with that beautiful akhlaq ya allah allah bless us with that hilm and tolerance ya allah bless us with sabr ya allah bless us with forgiveness ya allah bless us with compassion and mercy ya allah bless us with kindness ya allah bless us with the ability to overlook ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah allah you bless us with all the beautiful and noble qualities ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah all those who are sick give them complete shifa and afiyat ya allah do not leave every trace of their ailments ya allah allah those who are in hospitals ya allah bring them home safely and with afiyat ya allah with complete shifa ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah ya allah all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships ya allah you remove those difficulties and hardships ya allah ya allah you grant halal and tayyib rizq to one and all ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah risk is in your hands alone ya allah risk is in your control alone ya allah ilahu alamin the economies of the world don't provide risk ya allah ya allah shops and businesses don't provide risk ya allah jobs and professions don't provide risk ya allah nobody's effort provides risk ya allah ya allah you've created these means ya allah but you alone are the provider of the risk ya allah ilahu alamin you are not dependent on any means ya allah you are not bound by any means ya allah ilahu alamin you grant with means ya allah you grant without means ya allah you give to whoever you wish ya allah ya allah you are ar-razzaq ya allah ilahu alamin every mu'min ya allah grant halal and tayyib rizq ya allah grant every mu'min halal and tayyib rizq full with barakah ya allah ilahu alamin save us from every drop and grain of haram ya allah ya allah blow the winds of hidayah ya allah blow the winds of hidayah ya allah Blow the winds of hidayat ya Allah Allah those who are without hidayat grant them hidayat ya Allah Allah those who are having iman ya Allah but we are weak in our iman Allah grant us hidayat hidayat to get ya Allah improve in our iman and become perfect mu'minin ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove with afiyat ya Allah Allah grant afiyat to one and all ya Allah grant afiyat in our deen ya Allah grant afiyat in our dunya grant afiyat in our dunya ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah Allah grant every every good ya Allah you save us from every wrong ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah ya Allah all those who have passed away from our families throughout the ummah ilahul alamin ya Allah you grant them ya Allah complete maghfirat ya Allah grant them the high stages in the akhirat ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah every single person ya Allah that ya Allah is in any kind of difficulty and hardship ya Allah remove the difficulties and hardship ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with noor ya Allah grant them the high stages in the akhirat ya Allah at the time of our death ya Allah grant us death on perfect iman ya Allah grant us death on the kalima la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah ilahul alamin ya Allah make our qabrs gardens of noor jannat for us ya Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and enter us into jannat without any reckoning ya Allah ilahul alamin ya Allah whatever we have asked for ya Allah grant us that ya Allah and all those who have ya Allah raise their hands to this dua all those who asked us to make dua for them ya Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya Allah remove each one's hardships and difficulties ya Allah ya Allah protect each one ya Allah protect the entire ummah ya Allah protect our masajid ya Allah protect our madaris ya Allah protect all the organizations of deen ya Allah protect the servants of deen ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah you grant afiyat in every aspect ya Allah 
اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب